Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chris. That's Chad. And welcome to CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And today, we are joining in the celebrations for the 25th anniversary of the Spice Girls and reviewing their debut album, Spice. If this is your first time joining us here at CCTV, Shan and I have a huge range of experience in the music industry, from performing on stage and recording in the studio to working with artist management and record labels. So... We analyze artists and their discographies from both the creative and business angles. (laughs) So if you didn't know already, the Spice Girls are the best-selling girl group of all time, and we are going to be talking about them. But before we get started, before we get started, make sure you click that subscription button and turn on that notification bell so that you can get all the updates when we post videos like this, because this is not our first Spice Girls video and it definitely will not be our last. Okay. So we've gotten a lot of requests for Spice content. So we're excited to deep dive into their debut album. Yes. (laughs) Spice is the Spice Girls debut album and was released in September 1996. The group's goal was to spread the idea of girl power, baby, a term that celebrates and encourages female empowerment and confidence. Yes. And in an industry that was largely controlled by men, both behind the scenes and in the charts, the Spice Girls started a revolution and helped usher in an era of amazing pop music with amazing female pop stars. Yes. So we will now go track by track and discuss the production, vocals, videos, and lyrics and give our ratings for each song. So here we go. Track by track. Woo! <laughs> first single, first track on this album is Wannabe. Written by the Spice Girls, Richard Stannard, and Matt Rowe, the song was inspired by Summer Nights from Greece. This confident track was written in less than an hour, and it has been noted that Victoria was not present for the sessions and therefore ended up passing notes through a freaking call on the phone. Oh, gosh. But when it came to divide the lines, the girls didn't leave any for Victoria. So that is why she's only singing backing vocals on this track, which, which I must say, is lame. I just think back to Hamilton. I was like, I want to be in the room where it happens. The room where <laughs> and she wasn't. Sorry, Victoria. It stinks, you know, because she's fly. <laughs> also, it's now haunted her. Like, everyone's like, oh, the Victoria's the one yeah. that can't sing. And it's all just because she doesn't have a line in the song. But she has right. lines in every other song. So it's just, it's very annoying. But. You are so right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dang it, that sucks. That's probably where, yep, you're right. That's where it stems from. Um, <laughs> but, you know, hearing the now released demo compared to this finished track is definitely fun. Um, I really wonder if they knew they had it. Like, like, you know, you got the juice. You know, you know it. Like, I wonder if they were sitting there and they were like, Yo, girls, this is a smash record. It's going to be a hit record. You know, like, it's a hit. It's a hit. <laughs> it's a hit. Bloody hit. <laughs> um, no, so actually, I believe the record label did not want this to be the first single. I think they wanted right. Say Will Be There or Love yes. Thing. Um, and the Spice Girls were pushing for Wannabe instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. With good good reason. They had they have sense. They had the sense. Um, uh, I know the label was like, oh, it needs to be more urbane. <laughs> I'm not going to say urban because, you know, <laughs> it needs to be more urbane. So I they sent the track toward Dave Way, right, who gave like an R&B twist to it. But I have to say, honestly, even if I had not heard Wannabe and had like such a a bond with it. I don't mm-hmm. think I would have liked it as much. It just sounds very just like generic. Sounds very like meh. Yeah, it takes the fun out of it. It takes some yeah. of the fun out of it. And that yeah. that drum track that's very, it's like way too loud. It's just, yeah, the, the Dave yeah. Way version's not great. It's fun to listen to it just to, to compare it, but. Right, but it's not what it should have been the first or I'm glad they ignored the label because this song is a little cheesy, but not in a bad way where it's like, Oh my God, this is so cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I'm trying to zig a zig. Ah, what the heck is a zig a zig? Eh? It does not need something like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get out of 
<laughs> but what, yeah, what, what are your thoughts about the track? Oh, I mean, it's so, it's iconic. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say it's not my favorite Spice Girls song. And mm-hmm. it does annoy me a little bit that it is the one that everyone refers to as the Spice Girls song because I don't right. think it's their best. But at the end right. of the day, it's super fun. It's very silly. Mm-hmm. Um, like the energy that that exudes from it is just yeah. insane. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's so good. And I think from listening to it kind of more, mm-hmm. in, more deeply with more yeah. analytical, you know, mindset, the vocal production on this is so good. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I fully appreciated that. Like, the depth yes. in the chorus is, is really, really if good. If you want to be my lover. Who's ever on that low? Honey, my soul belongs to you. Okay? Yes. The alto's got love That might that. be Victoria, actually. Yeah, um, she held yeah. it down. It was really good. Yeah, you're right. I I agree. Yeah. So much so. <laughs> also, just on that note, like, yeah. Mel, so I think it's interesting because Mel B, Jerry, and Victoria, depending on the mm. song, they all do the lower tones and like mm-hmm, low mm-hmm. notes in general are actually emphasized and used quite well throughout all of the Spice Girls discography. Yeah. And that's not the case for most girl groups. So that's, nice. I, I appreciate it even more now. Yeah. Yes, for sure. For sure. It's sorely lacking, sorely lacking. And um, kudos to the production, you know, because Dan Dan. everyone knows like you don't even need you don't even need to hear the words it's iconic for sure uh debut song right out the gate like instant classic that now we're using it for like feminist movements and such it's amazing and even the video people have recreated it constantly i mean look at my top we're going for the green today yes (laughs) but yes (laughs) what did you think about the video I love the video. I mean, mm-hmm. first off, I have been to the hotel. I made it a point to go when I was in London. So um, and I've been multiple times. Every time I've gone to London now, I pretty much mm-hmm. always go to that hotel and just mm-hmm. have to go on that staircase, you know? Oh my God, I'm um, kind of jealous. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's such a fun video. They were trying to capture this idea of them just barging in somewhere they didn't belong, in yeah. quotes, um, and just completely take over and just kind of invade the space with their energy, which they mm-hmm. they had done that previously, like for at record labels, for right. potential producers, with potential managers. So I love that they just recreated that. Like it's just them barging into this fancy hotel, just messing up their whole little soiree or whatever that's going on there. Um, And it's super fun. And they did such a good job with this kind of seamless, continuous thing. I I believe there are, there's one or two edits in there, but you can't really tell. So it was clean for sure. Super clean. Um, Such a fun video. The chemistry was evident. Beauty was present and talent was undeniable. I mean, from... (laughs) from from them walking in just dancing and freaking mel mel be with her zika zig eye legs and freaking mel c coming through with a backhand spring come mm-hmm. on the table i remember watching like a behind the scene or something like she was trying to figure out how she's going to do it which i think is fun because it's like that's bold you're on this table i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> want to throw it back but not in the way you think I respect it um you can totally see their personalities and their styles um without a doubt yeah and and I love that the names actually like they didn't have their spice names yet right, at this point right. this is totally just them like doing like wearing whatever they want which I love um mm-hmm. and they did recreate these outfits for the performance in the 2019 <laughs> tour which was awesome like to see them up close wearing mm-hmm. those costumes it's like pretty that was pretty amazing so Oh, lucky you. All right. So what do you rate this song? Unfortunately, even though I really like this song, I have to give it a 10. (laughs) (laughs) I also have to give this a 10. (laughs) (laughs) So the second track on the album and the second single was Say You'll Be There, which is written by the Spice Girls and Elliot Kennedy. And this is an R&B tinged track about being there for the people that you care about. And I think this may be my favorite Spice Girls song ever. There's there's a few in contention there, but this one's definitely up there. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think it's a perfect pop song. Agreed. Yeah. Wow, look, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel the same way. It's a, uh, it's definitely one of their like one of my favorite ones by them. And I remember watching the Spice World movie, and this being one that really stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, weren't they performing like, uh, like Mel? Mel B had like a space suit arm. Yeah. Yes. And, I th- and I thought it was the coolest thing because she had Bantu knots and everything. And I was like, who's the black one? Because I did not know Wannabe came from them. So I, I heard it in Small Soldiers. Didn't know it was them. Saw Spice World because I stole my friend's cassette. Mm-hmm. 
And that's how I saw her. And I was like, oh my God, the blue, she looks like me. So yeah, I definitely had like a very, 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 very soft spot for this song in my heart. <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think the production is, is so good. This is another mm-hmm. one that if you have good headphones in, you can actually really notice a lot of interesting things. Um, like there's a funky guitar that only comes in like a little bit mm-hmm. um, and it's on the right. So <laughs> FYI, if you listen to it, it's to the right, right. Only. <laughs> uh, yeah um, and I think yeah. the general yeah. build is really good like the way it changes mm-hmm. for Victoria's part and then even the way they kind of had the ad-libs grow throughout yeah. the song from Emma's mm-hmm. kind of more minimal ad-libs up till Mel C's closing yelling um which <laughs> Mel C's one of my favorite ad-libs ever yeah and I have to sing all. that you know whenever that comes on so, so yeah, just a perfect song. Also, I think it's the best use of a harmonica in a pop song I've ever heard. Yes. <laughs> he went off. <laughs> when I think of harmonicas in a song, harmonicas, excuse me, I think of um, Isn't She Lovely with Stevie uh-huh. Wonder. And as a testament to what you were saying, you said what everyone was thinking. It's a damn good song. And that ad lib, like at karaoke, there is no way anyone in that room could keep singing the chorus without going, yeah. Like exactly. no, one's gonna, no one's gonna let that walk by you know um but yeah the song is tight like <laughs> taking it back to the 90s wow but yeah no the song is tight okay um that g-funk synth right in the beginning but mm-hmm. kind of gives a little bit of a gangster feel you're like oh set what they know about g-funk in the uk you know uh so i think it's brilliant uh the beginning sounds really sweet with the Rhodes piano you can kind of hear people like a sample of people kind of talking in the background before the record scratch and then bam, there's the fun. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think the song uh, has a lot of fun elements. It, it builds tension. It builds, maybe not tension, but it, it definitely sets a scene. You hear the roads, that record scratch and the G-Funk. Oh, you're already getting into it. It lets you really get invested, build your curiosity. And then the vocals come in and you're like, wow, amazing. But speaking of the vocals, that's all I paid attention to, mm-hmm. apparently, as a child, because I never knew what the song was about. I was like, okay, was it lovers that were better off as friends, but then one keeps catching feelings and then it's continuously wishy-washy? Like, <laughs> let's keep being good friends, but let's like not ruin it with like the L word. It's like, I'll be your greatest friend, but we can't go past that. Like, that's what I thought. Like, just say you'll be there for me. And then maybe, like, if you stop being the, <laughs> the, the waste man that you usually are, then maybe mm. I'll consider like you just say you'll be there, prove it. And then like that's the kind of thing like looking at it now and I listen to it, I get from it. But like you like you said, when I was younger, I had that general sense where it's just like, just be fair for each other. Yeah, you know. But that aside, <laughs> that video, honey. Oh my God, that video was is great. I was like, I, I guess I was into that the whole Charlie Charlie's Angels wave. And then it gave me very much like Tarantino films. And um, there's like this old movie called uh, Faster Pussycat Kill. Uh, it's like really mm-hmm. just like, yeah, yeah. It gave me that energy. You know, of course, they look like spies. But because it was in the desert, it just gave me very much like. Yes, I think they list that movie and then also Pulp Fiction as like inspiration so yeah that totally makes sense but yeah this was oh it's such a good video and it's also very I love that it's so different from wannabe Mm -hmm. where wannabe was like oh like these like you know next door neighbor girls yeah um, (laughs) Yeah. super normal and fun and then you have this one where they're very slick and they look very cool and their hair is really big and and, um I love all the superhero names they're very silly um like they're still not taking themselves too seriously like I, I think mm-hmm. this this wouldn't have worked if they if they suddenly were very serious and were right. like, Wah. but like right. this one you could tell they're just like having fun still. Yeah. Um. So so that's why I think it works. Um. But yeah, such a oh such a good video. So fun. They're so yeah. groovy. Like oh my gosh. Like if I had a friend group, like a, a group of like five girls, I would want to like recreate any of their looks. But like definitely some of the looks from this video, like Ginger's hair, fabulous, honey. All right. So what do you rate? Say you'll be there. Okay, so even though it's like really like deep, deep, deep in my heart, I have to be fair. Um, I give it a 10. <laughs> <laughs> I also give this a 10. I mean, here's the thing. Like, like I said, it's one of my favorite 
of their songs and they're my favorite. So it's probably one of my favorite songs ever, really. Um, so I'm try I've tried really hard to be as objective as possible guess, during right. this, but right. just uh, this will not be the last 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, on to the next track. <laughs> Third track and single from Spice is To Become One. Written by the Spice Girls, Richard Stannard, and Matt Rowe, it is a romantic ballad that was inspired by the relationship that Jerry and writer Matt Rowe were developing at the time. Ooh. Hashtag <laughs> scandalous. Hashtag spicy. <laughs> it should also be noted that the single version has Victoria singing in the second verse instead of Jerry, and they changed the lyrics slightly from boys and girls feel good together to Love will bring us back together to honor many of their LGBTQ fans. So, yes. yeah, um, this song, uh, <laughs> the lyrics are <laughs> they make me giggle a little bit because um, Emma has the, the most scandalous ones where she's like, are you as good as I remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and um, be a little bit wiser, baby. Put it on, put it on. Me and my friend always tease that part because it's so funny because she looks at the camera or it's just like, you know what I'm talking about, you know? <laughs> she looks like an angel, but like a dirty angel, you know? Um, it just it's a little, it makes me giggle a little bit. Um, I appreciate the confidence, the analogies, and the promotion of safe sex, but the lyrics were a little bit cheesy in some of the sections. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean that they were bad. They're just a little bit like light FM let's make love you know it's just yeah but i think you have to transfer yourself back to that time period right right? right, like it it was very normal to have these very cheesy ballads like that was just a thing um and i kind of missed that actually um i love the strings of the song though like all that aside all that little silliness i was talking about aside but the violins guitars they really guided the track past the body roll inducing bass lines and percussion because if you listen to it it's like Mm-hmm. right and then you hear the strings come in i sound ridiculous but the strings add the passion behind the sensuality and make it more about making love and not like oh, oh let's just make toaster strudel if you catch my drift you mm-hmm. know so i definitely appreciate that that's what made it beautiful the strings for sure yes i agree that really mm-hmm. added to like the romance of it i guess yeah uh, First off, shout out to Mel B in this track. I've mentioned in a past video how mm-hmm. I think her tone is really beautiful when she uses this kind of more mixed, um, delicate part of her voice. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think she just sounds amazing in this. And I think the chorus, it's a really interesting chorus. It's its arranged really well with kind of, mm-hmm. they never sing as a full group really in this song. Like it, they pair off in, in duos yeah. basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just think the way that, they wrote the chorus is just really beautiful and very unique. Um, yeah. And then, and then, like you said, the strings, especially the outro. I love the outro of this song. Mm-hmm. I think it's so cool. It just has a completely different vibe to it because yeah. of the way they did the strings. And also yeah. I don't normally love fade outs. Like I like a hard stop to a song usually. A button. Yeah. It's called and it part it. of that comes from being a dancer because it's always right. annoying to mix music <laughs> when you, when it fades out. Um, Anyway, in this case, though, I actually think it was very effective mm-hmm. the way it fades out and the way they did the whole outro. So just wanted yeah. to shout that out. Yes, that that <laughs> that is definitely the like, you know, we're laying down in bed. That's the pillow talk and mm. outro. I'll call it the pillow talk, the pillow talk outro. Um, <laughs> um, I have to say around this time when I was younger, I think I did actually see this video and I did see S Club 7's video. So I used to accidentally mix the two because like the, vi- the way the video looked was very similar, very like nighttime or cold in the wintertime. But yeah, um, the video, now that I know the difference, was interesting to say the least because there's a lot of green screen. I mean, it was fully um, green screen. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, but I guess it's okay because now when I look back at video, um, videos, yeah, videos or even some movies from back in the day, that whole like fast forward background while people are walking slower, slower, slow forward, mm-hmm. you know, it, sign of the times. So I don't mind it as much, but yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the video? Yeah. I mean, it definitely is very dated now. Mm-hmm. Looking back, you could just tell it's a green screen and like it doesn't. Like when they, it just doesn't match with the way they're walking and like where they're sitting and, and all that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we live in New York. So I appreciate that the video is based in New York. And 
Um, I think because they're in like winter coats, right? In this video. So I always just think of winter for this song. And it was like the Christmas number one in the UK in mm. 96 as well. So um, wow. yeah, so it just makes me think of winter, even though it's like not a winter song, but yeah. All that being said, what is your rating for this track? I have to also give this one a 10 out of 10. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um I, I will give it a nine only because of the lyrics yeah mm-hmm. only because of the lyrics only because of the lyrics because like the i said it i already said what i had to say um uh i just think they have stronger lyrics even with some of the obviously cheesier tracks mm-hmm. or even with the other ballads the lyrics are a little bit stronger so you know just a little just a little point maybe a 9.5 i won't be that mean 9.5 <laughs> 9.5 the fourth track is Love Thing, which is written by the Spice Girls, Elliot Kennedy and Carrie Bayless. And this is a fun track about not being in the mood for love and relationships and the power of friendship. <laughs> um, so this is the first non-single that we've listened to so far. And I love this one. It should have been a single. They should Honestly, all these songs could have been a single, but this one especially. Um, I enjoy mm-hmm. how sassy this track is. I think this one just exudes girl power. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very confident and it's just, it sounds so nineties and I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It sounds so nineties and I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I think I agree. The, uh, the new Jack swing is definitely evident and it, it really, um, it really just, it gets me because it's like, they had this song on this album and then like, you know, two, two albums later, they're doing forever and working with some of the pioneers, Terry jam and, Wow. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's just like, wow, full circle. Um, I love that it's New Jack Swing. I love the funkiness of it. I love the strings going. I sound like a murderer, but the song was a killer. So, hey, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's definitely super fun. Um, The bass is just so cool. I like songs like this that have the funk that has the the the, the swag necessary to carry, and the girls sound great on top of it. The mm-hmm. vocal arrangement for the ad libs and the chorus are absolutely delectable. Okay, uh, full of harmonies, and like as I as I've gotten older, and as I I've written more, I'm trying to incorporate more trying to figure out how to stack vocals like this because it's sorely lacking. And I think a lot of people, especially like solo groups, because um, girl groups aren't a thing in America as much, but even if you're like a solo artist, stack these vocals, okay? Like it, it just sounds good, first of all. It just takes you to a different place when you're listening to the song. And while you're performing live, you can shut your mouth and let your background singers do their thing. Um, it's just more <laughs> fun. It's just more fun that way. Um, and 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 I know that the song is it's pop essentially, but it's R&B for sure. And that's another reason why I don't understand why the Forever album mm-hmm. did not have more of this. Yes. You feel me? Yes, I agree. But I yes. digress. What about you? Yeah. Well, before I get into it, more into it, if you haven't yeah. listened to Shan's song, Here I Am, go check that out. It has a lot of stacked vocals in it. Um, right. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> back to what you were saying about the vocal arrangement. For, mm-hmm. I have to say the vocal distribution in this is mm-hmm. an amazing example for a girl group. Yeah. They all sound awesome. They all get a chance to shine. They all yes. sound awesome because each part completely fits their voices. There's moments of like just pure solos. There's a lot of backing vocals. There's back and forth, like Mel mm-hmm. B and Jerry's constant back and yes. forth throughout the song. Yes. Yeah. So I, I love the vocal arrangement in this. And this was one of the tracks that they performed at the 2019 tour where really felt Victoria missing. And, and that uh, just shows because yeah. it was arranged so well and so perfectly, it felt wrong that she wasn't there to sing her parts. Right. Um, and yeah, I also have to say, shout out to Simon Ellis, who was the, their music arrangement, music director for the first, like for the first tour in 98, mm-hmm. because the live band version of this song is amazing. It's so For good. Sure. It adds so much percussion. It adds even more energy, more funk into yeah. it. So I have to shout out that version. The version from Istanbul is on streaming. So oh, Istanbul! go listen yes. to it if you haven't heard it. <laughs> Istanbul is a good show. Yes. <laughs> you know what? The only thing I think about from Istanbul is um, Jerry looking like Ursula at the end of the Little Mermaid movie. Not in a bad <laughs> way, but that crown blade was going backwards. And the way she looks, she looks regal mm-hmm. as hell. But that crown was going backwards. I was like, oh, she kind of looks like Ursula. That's not a bad thing. I'm not saying she's an evil witch. She just looks like that. <laughs> 
you know that yes mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes so what do you rate the song this is also a 10 out of 10 for me how about you <laughs> shame on you shame on you okay <laughs> uh, shan spice gives this a 10 as well because the song's good it's mm-hmm. freaking good mm-hmm. <laughs> The fifth track on the Spice album is Last Time Lover, written by the Spice Girls, Andy Watkins, and Paul Wilson. This sexy track kind of sounds a little bit like an instruction manual for a cowboy's first rodeo. Ooh, baby, baby, yeehaw, okay? So First Time Lover could actually be heard in the demo version, version, (laughs) excuse me, which led me to believe that the song is about approaching a man that could be, you know, a bit of a virgin, that earlier thing I said, it was like a Freudian slip <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, think about it. And even the lyrics is like, kind of, could it be mm-hmm. your first time maybe? And then a, the second verse leads into this whole instruction where it's just like, you got to do this, like the baseline, right? It kind of dirty and go up and down. And then at the end of it, it's like, essentially, she's like, you're doing too much. Stop. So, <laughs> I, think that, <laughs> so I think that's interesting that um, the song kind of has this, maybe has this message behind i could be wrong but if not i'm glad i discovered it because i was like oh my god is this not what i think it is Mm -hmm. um (laughs) this is the only album track from spice that has not been performed live from this album which i believe is absolute sacrilege Mm -hmm. and blasphemy because it's actually really good it's sexy and again it's another r&b uh song that i think is just Oh, forever. Why? (laughs) But that being said, I have to just give Mel Boz, you know, some props because she was holding it down in that verse. Okay. The TLC presence was definitely um, felt, but not in a bad way uh, because these girls have highs and lows and have stronger vocalists than um, what's present in TLC. No, for TLC, I'm just saying they have more vocalists. Um, But yeah, Mel Boz is holding it down. She is so freaking cool. Um, And this is another testament to her range. We've gotten the sweet uh, sultriness on To Become One. We've gotten the shouting on Wannabe that people only know her for. And then we also have this very low range (laughs) here in Last Time Lover. I'm killing myself doing this. But like we mentioned in our Black Women in Pop and our pop-off videos, she is capable. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that's that's all I got to say about that right now. But what about you? What mm-hmm. do you think? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I love Melby's lower register. This sounds mm-hmm. great. Uh, yeah. I think also like this is a very, very sexy song. And that's mm-hmm. why when people kept talking about Feed Your Love, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, if they, they're saying Feed Your Love is even dirtier than this. Like, right. what is that going to be bad? That's why I was so disappointed. So if you haven't seen our review of Feed Your Love, check that out but yes, anyway the apple pie <laughs> <laughs> definitely this song i didn't love it when i was a kid i didn't, I didn't fully understand it clearly as an eight-year-old um <laughs> or seven-year-old and so so yeah this is one that has grown on me a lot as i've gotten older i am much i appreciate the bass a lot more i appreciate the groove that it has and i mm-hmm. think it gives a it's just a different side to the girls and it adds a lot of dimension to the album as a project as a whole. And um, yeah, I think the sass and confidence that, that comes from it is just so good. I I love Emma and Jerry's little sassy little, uh, their, their lines in the chorus are are great. And Jerry's rap that. Oh my God. Yeah. So good. I love this like weird accent that she had. I don't even know how to like describe it. This kind of like nasally, like, yeah. Sassy, I don't, weird accent that she puts on. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm going to go and try to repeat it. We've yeah. all known how that turned out the last time I did it. She is that beesh. Okay, she is that apple pie. The apple pie that she was talking about in Feed Your Love has got nothing on this baby right here. She mm-hmm. was holding it. Boom. Okay, the confidence oozed from this track for sure. And the horn in this song makes it jazzy, but not too much so where it's like, why is there a freaking horn there? It was just little moments of it coming in and out. And I appreciate that mm-hmm. for sure. So, yeah. Yes. I also have to note that even mm. though the chorus does repeat quite a lot at oh. the end, yeah. each time the cor- each time it comes past, it, it, they add one more thing to it. There's another yeah. layer. So it keeps it interesting. Unlike oh if you want to have some fun, which. <laughs> Are you having fun? I have some fun. I have fun. Over and over. I was like, oh my gosh, shut up. Yeah, this one was, the build in this one was a lot better. Uh, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So what do you rate this song? <sighs> okay. 
because it just gave me too much TLC and not enough spice. I'm joking. <laughs> it's like seeing your face. I give this one actually like a nine out of 10 for sure. A nine out of 10. This one also gets a nine out of 10 for me. I actually give, I, I want to recant my statement earlier. I'm Simp Spice over here. This album's good. And this song is good. Um, Mel Boz gave this song a 10. Okay. 10 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> Mama is the sixth track on the Spice album. And it was released as the fourth single from the album with Who Do You Think You Are as a double A side. And this song was written by the Spice Girls, Richard Standard and Matt Rowe. And it is a sentimental mid-tempo track inspired by Mel B and kind of the tumultuous relationship that she had with her mother and how, as you get older, you appreciate your mom more and realize that she always had your best interests at heart. And yeah, I love this song. Um, It should be on every Mother's Day playlist, I think. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think the lyrics are really beautiful. um, And I think the production really captures the emotion perfectly. This song is sweet and sentimental, so I appreciate it. But like personally for me, I, I, I have a dislike for tribute songs. I don't know what that is. I'm just very much like, I don't like putting my emotions about my family or friends like out there. So cold. Um, so I'm not like completely moved. I can objectively say I can understand the sentiment um, and things like that. But it's just for me, I'm always like, oh, ugh, so crazy. Too cheesy for you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am that kind of person. The acoustic guitar is cool. And I love the gospel-esque chorus toward the end and makes it feel very much like you have a mother you have a mother we all have mother it feels like i know that sounds a little like like i'm being facetious but it does have that kind of energy um so i appreciate it i don't dislike the song it's just for me it wouldn't be something that i could relate to because i i do appreciate my mother but i just don't think like slappy songs i think more like Something a little bit more upbeat. You feel me? Okay, yes, oh, fair. Yeah, fair. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to shout out Victoria in this track because mm-hmm. I think this song is a great showcase of her lower backing vocals and mm. like that tone that she has. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually the single version of the song has a slightly different mix and they actually push up her backing vocals more Good. and actually the choir as well. So the choir actually yeah. is 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 emphasized in the in the single version mm-hmm. and um yeah I, I just think again victoria is just so underrated as a vocalist and she really this shows how much yeah. depth that she brought to mm-hmm. their songs and another moment in the 2019 tour where i could feel her missing from that right. pre-chorus right um, oh yes yeah and yeah I, I agree this isn't my favorite song of theirs um i did question it as a single choice since mm. this album is just so good i i, I didn't really agree with that but again as I've gotten older I appreciate that it did kind of showcase them to a different audience right it, it, it did right. kind of appeal to a more adult contemporary kind of feel That's what it is. Um, yeah, so yeah, so yeah. I appreciate that it kind of just shows the breadth of their um writing abilities mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. agree um what did you think of the music video I thought it was brilliant how Victoria was in a bikini top with them kids in the video I was like go ahead girl oh god but um all that aside i even trying to like you know be that person um i think the video is sweet um it was funny with our moms like standing up and waving in the crowd yeah and it's nice to see like childhood photos of people that you respect um so it's nice to look at that video and see them as young girls and then see like a little uh mini me version of the spice girls in the video Uh that was cute um but i don't know why it was like a was it like a televised audience kind of thing? It just felt like a sitcom. I think that's just what they wanted to make it look like. Yeah. It was a little, that was a little like, okay, I guess. But yeah. <laughs> what did you think? Uh, I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's cute. Yeah. Like I, I like, I like the parts of with their moms in the audience mm. and their moms holding their portraits and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. I didn't love the mini me's. Um, <sighs> I thought that was a little weird because they didn't know each other as children. So like just, you know, so like I didn't agree with that. Right. I just thought that footage was weird. Like, who are these five little girls that are dressing up as the? I don't know. It just didn't no, really right. match the concept yeah. for me. Like, I think I would have preferred just more footage of them with their moms. Yeah, that or at least maybe like a um, a storyline where there is a mother and a daughter depicting the relationship that was being sung about, and then maybe the Spice Girls being like the the Greek chorus talking about. Uh, you know, that would yeah, be a little yeah. bit more understandable than the sitcom situation because I didn't understand the video. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, clearly it wasn't like, 
it was probably just a very easy video for them to film. I think at the, by this point, they were so busy. It was just like, we only have like 10 hours to do this. Like just find a studio like, you know? Uh, so it. that's kind of, it did kind of feel like that. And I'm sure uh-huh. because it was a double A side single, their video budget was split between the two <laughs> songs. Right. So yeah. Um, yeah, not my favorite Spice Girls music video. Uh, but what do you rank the song itself? So I, I was going to go for an 8.5, but I'm going to bump it up to a nine actually um, Mm. because I think now that the Spice Girls have grown up and they have their own children and they, they've performed this song on stage with their children and with their moms. And it's just like a really beautiful moment. So I've grown to appreciate this song a lot more. How about you? I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. Seventh on the album is Who Do You Think You Are? Written by the Spice Girls, Andy Watkins and Paul Wilson. This is a disco-y dance track inspired by people in the music industry that get too caught up in the fame and let their egos blow all the way up. And the girls are asking, like, who do you think you are? Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, take it down a couple notches. All right. I appreciate that because there are not a lot of songs that call out fellow artists. (laughs) Not not as much unless it's like a diss track. (laughs) But I also have to mention that you can't hear this song and not think of the iconic Brit Awards 1997 performance where Jerry wore her infamous Union Jack dress which she kind of talked about in like a Vogue was it the Vogue interview yeah oh gosh she's effortless but look what happened you know Mm -hmm. um I first heard this song when I was 14 at my dance studio one of the other choreographers uh made a dance to the song with the little girls and it was so cute and it kind of embodied like the girls self-esteem and like they were looking at each other like who do you think you are and then they became who they wanted to be when they grew up they were embodying the character at the end of the, of the dance of like who they wanted to be. And I was like, oh, this is so cute. Um, the song is great. It is absolutely great. There's horns. There's a groove. There's the sweetener vocals. Of the, Ooh, mm-hmm. You think you are? I'm like, oh, Mel C is a queen on this track. Absolute queen. And um, I love her ending with a. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I freak out every single time. Yes. Like, I never knew the words as a kid, but as I got older, I still don't know the words, but I know that part. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man, this song is so good. I actually remember it being, spe- especially one of my favorites, like as a kid too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just that whole disco influence. Like I love disco, clearly. So yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's great. And yeah, I agree. The horns are so good. I love the piano um, that kind of leads it and just the various sparkles and things that kind of, come through it um the whole production is is very dynamic and Mm -hmm. i always hear different things when i listen to it i did get to choreograph to this track with my friend (gasps) aj that's right um we performed with my dance crew at boston pride a few years ago and and we included this one and Mm -hmm. yeah i'm very proud that i got to perform to this song to thousands of people (laughs) Um, nice boys yeah Uh, (laughs) and again i think this is just a great example of girl group vocal distribution Mm-hmm. Every girl gets her lines. Yeah. There's harmonies. There's layers. Mm-hmm. The blend is so good. Right. We don't get I, this anymore. Not at all. No. Like, oh, God, it's such a shame. And it's, it's, it's a testament to what you said um, during our blueprint, um, like BET, the Encore Blueprint review mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it definitely watch it um chris has some very good points about how if you are a good writer you will try to figure out whose voices sound good where and it's true you have a group with five girls and this good vocal distribution you can write a dang song they can write a song they know each other and trust each other to carry the song through um but uh, i have to tell you even though i've listened to this song like countless times and like kind of had a little moment i've mm-hmm. never actually seen the music video like ah. up until like recently so like for this video for mm. this video that we're filming right now i had never seen it so give me a like give me a thumbs up for sympathy because i've never seen this video to guys. be fair <laughs> you are you are first off you're younger but also you're yeah. american and this song was not released as a single in america oh really yeah so so where was it released as a single 
everywhere else. <laughs> so, no, so America no, was later. Us. So when we get to the Spice Girls 101 and we actually talk about kind of their career trajectory, we'll get more into kind of the timing of it. But they did release in the US later than everywhere else. So wow. basically when they hit Spice Up Your Life for the next album, they had to yeah. kind of skip over the rest of the singles. So they had mm-hmm. released to Become One in the US and then skipped to Spice Up Your Life. In the wow. US. Yeah. We are so behind on yeah. But we'll we'll get into it. If you guys want a 101 <laughs> where we actually talk about the career trajectory, we'll get into the, into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes, leave a comment, like. And if you have made it this far into the video, first of all, you're awesome for sticking with the CCTV crew. And also just subscribe at this link because we're always a good time and you want to have more good times, of course. And speaking of good times, they definitely had a good time in this video where they in like a fun house, like an inflatable fun house. I don't, I don't know. I don't think but, so. I think it was just a club, right? <laughs> but the video, it just looks very like, like inflatable, like yeah, yeah, walls yeah. and stuff um, yeah. and certain things. It just looks really cute um, now that I know the video. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it was it was probably like one of their like less structured where it's like we need to have choreography and we're dancing and we're there's a theme and there's a storyline and because of that it just came across as more authentic which ties more into the whole theme of the song it's just it was fun yes it's just super fun. super fun i loved all like the people doing the weird tricks like that person with the flames on the thing on the hands Oof, and yes. like all like the the things going on all the weird outfits and stuff um yes so the single was actually released for comic relief as the official comic relief single of 1997 and so there is actually a version of the music video that features five iconic british female comedians dressed as the sugar lumps um which is basically their caricature of the spice girls and they did a really really good job and that's also just a really fun version of the video um but yeah so the spice girls have actually been involved with red nose day and comic relief since then mm-hmm. as well i'm wearing victoria's official red nose day t-shirt um wow. so yeah so, so it's just awesome that they were able to now use their exposure to get with charities and and you know help yeah. help the world which is awesome right. um right. so yeah uh, I, uh anyway what do you rate the song? <laughs> oh, God. All right. So Sim Spice is back again. Um, I'm going to have to just give this one a 10 because disco-wise, funk-wise, R&B, pop, it just, it's just, honey, 10 out of 10 across the ball. <laughs> what about you? This is for sure a 10. Yeah, undeniably yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> the eighth track on the Spice album is Something Kind of Funny, which is written by the Spice Girls. Andy Watkins and Paul Wilson. And this is a fun track led by a funky bass line written about the relationship between the group members and how they just have something very special when they're together. Oh, and yes, I know I've just been fanboying this entire time, but I love this song. I think it's criminally underrated in their discography. People Mm -hmm. often forget about it, but it's so funky and feel good. And even though it's the chorus is very simple, but they sound so good and it's just fun to sing along to. So yeah, absolutely love this song. What do you think? <laughs> um, this song actually sounds very similar to American duo Janae's song. Hey, um, hey, Mr. DJ. It's like, hey, DJ, keep playing this song all night, on and on and on. It has the same kind of like, it's very, hang on. Ah, I hear it. The bass line. Yeah. And due to YouTube's copyrights things, we're not trying to get struck. So be sure to definitely listen to Johnny's Hey, Mr. DJ, comparatively to Something Can Funny. All right, because they're both great songs. And I do enjoy this song because of that. There was that familiarity, but because it's the Spice Girls and it came how many years later, it has a brighter sound. It's a little bit more poppy. It Their voices float on top of the production and they mm-hmm. sound great they sound like little angels with <laughs> with some funk in them and i enjoy that i really do enjoy it um melcy's little adlibs here and there were great she has such an interesting tone like i don't know how to describe her voice if i were to tell someone oh yeah she sounds like melcy that's what she sounds like <laughs> yes, Done. Yes. you know so i love songs about their chemistry and this song was definitely a, a good addition to that Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think the two bells sound so good. They lead the verses uh, mm-hmm. through this. And I love that little bridge breakdown that they do. Um, and then also shout out to Emma. I love her ad libs at the end. I think she has a really mm-hmm. interesting tone too. It's it's very mm-hmm. angelic and a little more innocent. Um, yes, yes, but yes. then mixed with with the other four girls kind of 
thicker tones and then also singing these kind of more mature lyrics. It's just kind of an interesting, uh, right. I don't know. It's just interesting. She, she just adds a lot of depth and to, to the, to them as a group vocally. I agree. Um, I agree. And yeah, this was another one of my favorite. I know I keep mentioning the 2019 tour, but it was like one of the best moments of my life. And um, <laughs> this was such, this was one of my favorite moments. They recreated the spice ring that's on the album cover on the stage and it was just oh. the four of them just sitting together and just vibing together and having mm-hmm. fun. And yeah, it was just a really, really great moment in that show. So yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Um, yeah. That's so awesome. I give this one a 9.5. How about you? I'm going to match your scoring and also give it a 9.5. Naked is the ninth track on the Spice album written by the Spice Girls, Andy Watkins and Paul Wilson. It is a haunting track about vulnerability and it is absolutely probably one of the most unexpected tracks from them when I was doing the deep dive back into them because Mm -hmm. we are used to them doing pop sounds. We are used to them being so bright and exuberant. This is dark. This is moody. This is ethereal even. Um, So I was not expecting this, especially when you and I were watching Wembley. We were watching it there and I thought, wow, they ain't got no clothes on. And then, you know, they were sitting at the chair and I thought, oh my gosh, I didn't see the Istanbul performance with that weird (gasps) freaking bear monster. What? I feel like that might actually be in the Spice World tour too. Did I just not notice? Maybe. Yeah. Oh my God. That thing is (laughs) terrible. But you know, I will... I will say, even with the weird monster of Istanbul, that chair situation was iconic because it first of all made me like really pay attention to the song. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are these girls sing without clothes on, even though they had like you know clothes on. But the 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 whole concept was inspired by the famous 1963 photo by Christine Keeler, a famous model. And hello, that's amazing. Taking this very like risque at the time for fo- uh, photograph and giving it to this group who are full of grown women talking about being vulnerable so mm-hmm. i appreciate that for sure what about you yeah this is another one that i appreciate mm-hmm. so much more now that i'm older mm-hmm. i don't think this song fully clicked with me until i saw them perform it i actually uh-huh. remember watching the istanbul concert on pay-per-view at my friend's house uh-huh. and <laughs> and i remember this song the band sounds amazing Mm-hmm. And I think they, like the emotion really came out, I think, when they sang it live. And I think this one does reflect how mature they actually were. I, I think it's, yeah. it's interesting because now we're used to like when pop stars debut, they're like in their teens, sometimes even in their tweens. Yeah. And it, it's hard to remember that the Spice mm-hmm. Girls were actually all in their 20s, like already, like when they debuted. Right. Like from- It was grown. Yeah, they were, they were, <laughs> they had an extra level of life experience already, right? Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. this song reflects that. And when people always, you know, when people dismiss the Spice Girls because they've only heard Wannabe, like I think right. this is one of those songs that actually does show that they were, they were looking deeper. Like they, they were really great songwriters. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is just a great example of that. And Mel C, that bridge, she sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yes. I agree. I will say though, um, when I heard the the recording of it, mm-hmm. she does like this, she doesn't have to do it because her voice is already powerful. So it did turn me off at first. Mm-hmm. When I watch it live, she delivers the vocals a lot better. In my opinion, mm-hmm. come for me in the comments if you want. It's fine, whatever. <laughs> but make sure you give us a like too um <laughs> but yeah all that aside though joke jokes aside i appreciate it a little bit more when the bridge comes along and um i think the message of the song is is great you know i feel like i'm in a cafe listening to like a spoken word performance you know jerry's coming in talking kind of slow and yeah and the song isn't about sex even though they're kind of naked you know and you're thinking oh the song's naked they want to get nasty and it's not nasty so I definitely appreciate that. And shout out to Victoria and M and the Prees. Like you mentioned about the song prior to this one, they M, M's voice is like sweet, high, mm-hmm. angelic. And then you have Victoria kind of rooting it down so it doesn't come across as too juvenile or too, you know, saccharine, sweet and syrupy. So they sounded so good together. And it's just cool. Oh, the texture. I love the high-low combo for sure. But 
but, 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 but compliments aside, I have to say that the sustained negative, negative repetitive, repetitively is not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's just okay as like a melodic. It's like, it's not melodic. It's just very much just like, I guess, haunting. But yeah, I, I think I kind favorite. of like it if you think about it as just a layer of the chorus where it's just kind of ah. starting it off and then kind of the lines kind of yeah. are in front of that. Um, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also interesting. So actually on the recording, it's Mel B doing the pre with Emma, but when ah. they performed it, it was Victoria. So I'm comparing the yeah. dang live version to the See, that's how much I like the live version a little bit more than the sound recording. Yeah. Again, Simon Ellis those band arrangements, man. So good. Um, but yeah, so I give this one a 9.5 out of 10. How about you? I give this one an 8.5 actually. So the final track on spice is if you can't dance. And this was written by the spice girls, Richard standard and Matt Rowe. And it includes a sample of the Humpty dance by digital underground. And also a sample of it's just begun by the Jimmy caster bunch. And this funky track features a Spanish rap from Jerry. And it's about how you got to keep your standards high when you meet people. Because if you can't dance, you can't do nothing for me. Go away. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I relate to that, honestly. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think this is an awesome example of a song that does not need to follow a structure. Mm-hmm. This whole kind of pop formula, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, you know? <laughs> they don't really do that with this song. It's like yeah. chorus, then rap, then chorus, then pre-chorus. Like, it's just like oh, all over the place, yeah. which I, I like that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's just, again, just shows kind of their artistry, just something kind of a little different from them. Right. And I think right. it was a cool choice to use those two samples together. Like, I think they did a, a pretty good job of it. So what did you think? Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I do know the, we, we all know Humpty dance, you know, mm-hmm. rest in peace, Humpty, you know, he died. Oh yeah. So, you know, rest in peace to Humpty. But, um, so, uh, speaking of oh, Humpty was like, I like my oatmeal lumpy. And this song was not giving me lumps. It wasn't giving me like umps. It didn't give me bumps in the trunk. It didn't give me nothing really. No offense. Um, it's just like, because I know the song and because the, the womb, it wombs the way the music was just it pulses. I did not get that. I didn't match the energy completely for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, I feel like they could have punched it a little bit more, just give it a little bit more spice and a little less cool. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if they're saying, yo, if you can't dance, get out of my face. Like it doesn't, mm. but the live version going back to Istanbul and queen Ursula's crown. Yes. Honey, I can't say nothing about that. That one gives me what I need. And I wish it was translated on this um, the recording, mm-hmm. um, and this song, this, <laughs> this song reminds me of the first song I've ever written. And, and I can tell you that the first, I remember the first song I've ever written, literally the song was called, and it's actually a terrible title. You're too slow for my beat. It's absolutely freaking cringeworthy, but it, 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 it the same thing. It's like, if you can't dance, don't come near me don't even talk to me mm-hmm. i can't do anything with you um i do want to play yeah. you listen to the if you can't dance demo okay just listening to the demo just now it had a little bit more cook, kick granted the rap was a little too cool for school after a while mm-hmm. um you know it still gave me a little bit more oomph. i felt like i felt a little bit of lump in my oatmeal just now i felt it. yeah yeah, I, I agree. It's interesting because these demos leaked a few years ago. Um, and I remember hearing this and I was like, whoa, like I actually prefer this version. I think like some of the changes that they ended up making were not like they, mm-hmm. they actually made the song a little worse, which I thought was interesting because they opened their 98 tour with this. And that was one of my first concerts. This song Aww. just gives me good memories. So that does bump mm-hmm. it up in that sense. But I... Yeah would much rather listen to the live version yeah so yeah one thing i will say like about the vocal production as well is that like jerry's low harmony in the chorus is so dry it's like mm-hmm. if you can't dance if you can't dance if you can't i was like oh it is dry i mean i think you mentioned it's maybe supposed to sound yeah robotic. i think maybe it's supposed to sound kind of <sighs> robotic with all these layers and it's kind of all jerry really layered yeah. on top of herself so i think it's supposed to be kind of like if you can't dance you know <laughs> <laughs> I get it get it (laughs) but i mean i wish they would have maybe layered that that vocal a little bit more more so that it wouldn't sound so just 
every kind of dance, you know, every kind of dance, every kind of dance, every kind of dance. It's just like, what? Oh, mm-hmm. it maybe a little bit more uh, stacks would have made it sound a little bit more smooth, mm-hmm. but still kept that cold robotic thing. It's just, mm-hmm. It was just not as smooth as I would have hoped it to be. Yeah. Um. It yeah. But aside from that, aside from that, um, they definitely put on a good show when they perform it. So yes, I also want to say I think it's really funny because yeah. I was reading about Jerry's rap. Like I was trying to look for a translation, and apparently it's actually like horrific grammar and doesn't really make any sense. So I just find that extra funny because <laughs> you know I, I was like, oh, she's, she's going so on. confident. Yeah, yeah, she's going. Yeah, on. she's going on. And that's she's actually like, I mucho. Te vio el otro día, me dio mucho, mucho alegría. I was like, girl, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just think that's hilarious um, that it actually yeah. makes no sense. That it, just, it, it just makes Jerry even more endearing, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, think, do you think she still remembers it? <laughs> so she did, they did perform this at their last tour, but unfortunately she lip synced this verse. Oh. <gasps> yeah. So I guess the confidence is is gone for this verse. <laughs> oh man, you know what? I, I do miss a little bit of that, you know, that kick. The feistiness. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, totally. Even her Union Jack dress was like a long gown, mm-hmm. you know? So that aside, I do have to actually give this song an 8.5. It wasn't the strongest. And uh, considering other closers on their albums, this one is not like my fave, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it did what it needed to do. You know, <laughs> I will you? also give it an 8.5. If you had to cut a song from this album, uh, what would you cut? Oh, God, I was growling. I was groaning before I even said it. Dang it. Um, you know, that's tough. Just for the for the, the grand scheme of it all, I would more than likely just cut Mama. It's not a bad song, but just for the whole album, this one seems mildly out of place what about you um with cutting what this is you cut? very very tough because oh. i genuinely <laughs> yeah. love all of these songs but mm. oh my gosh okay if i have to if i have to i think i i have to cut last time lover i think i think i just have the least connection to that one yeah ah uh, okay got it got it and, it, got and it. it is a little bit too like tlc i think like it's not unique, I think, compared to the rest of the album. So in regards to keeping the song, and I mean, when I mean keeping y'all, uh, it means that which song is not the obvious choice? Like which song would you keep on this album to show someone like, hey, they have more than what you see presented uh, in front of you with singles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that being said, the song that I would actually keep on this album is Love Thing. Oh, Love Thing. Let me say it without the A. Love Thing. <laughs> I think the uh the back and forth uh between Mel B and Jerry is just so much fun and I think this kind of tug of war is what makes them kind of iconic and maybe tug of war is not the best word because it sounds a little confrontational Mm -hmm. but the call and response between them it, it just makes for good synergy makes for good performances and and it makes me really miss Jerry on that forever album because there were certain moments where Mel B needs someone to kind of kind of give her that crap back you know vocally mm-hmm. and jerry may not have been the strongest vocalist but she had punchiness and that's what mel you know it's just it's tough you know it's fabulous the whole back and forth is great their voices are salt and pepper savory and full of kick and that's all i gotta say about that okay what song would you keep <laughs> all right so say you'll be there like i said it's like my absolute favorite but if we're talking yeah. in the context of like what would i showcase from this album to someone who isn't as big a fan yeah. i would actually choose something kind of funny i think it, i think it's very funky and it's very fun and i think it does show a very different side to them that isn't mm-hmm. present in their singles so my overall thoughts about the album is that for a debut album this is a solid body of work Right off the bat, first album, first project, first everything, they made themselves known. So overall, probably best debut album from a girl group for like past couple of years. I don't know if I've had a girl group that that I've really liked this much mm-hmm. um, that had a good body of work for that first album. Um, what about you? What are your overall thoughts? I think... Is just one of the best girl group albums of all time. Well, the best pop yeah. albums of all time, honestly. Yeah. I, I think it's every good. single song stands on its own. There's no filler mm-hmm. here, honestly. Yes, like every every single it. song stands on its own. It's unique. You can mm-hmm. hear the thought 
and the effort that was put into the writing, into the production of it. Mm -hmm. And it really is such, it shows such a great breadth of topics and, and just different things that they were going through as young women. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's the whole album. I have to give it at 10 out of 10, like as a whole. (laughs) Yeah. How about you? (laughs) You didn't average your scores this time. No. average if I could have given every song a 10 I would have let's be real I was just trying to be like as critical and objective as I possibly could but let's be real every song is 10 <laughs> respect man respect I oh okay I will give this album a oh this is hard because I did have like some critiques that I feel like oh you know all right overall considering everything I've said um about lasting impact as well and being able to make a brand for themselves, like right off the right out the gate, I will give this whole project a 10. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let us know what you all think about Spice Girls. Spice, their debut album. What are your favorite songs? What are your least favorite songs? What critiques do you have? We're very interested in hearing your thoughts. So let us know in the comments below. Don't forget to like and subscribe for more stuff from us. This is not the last of the Spice content. We really appreciate all the awesome feedback we've gotten on the Spice stuff we've done so far. So planning on doing the solo stuff. We're planning on doing everything we possibly can. Until next time. (laughs) That's Chance. That's Chris. And we are CCTV. Bye. Bye.